0: hello and welcome to the win daily sports show my name is michael raziel i got my man iggy rodriguez here with me and this is a special show we're not talking fantasy well we'll talk a little fantasy <sighs> sports don't worry but this is going to be a fun one i have iggy rodriguez as i said he is the head of global partnerships at therabody you may or may not know him he was on season 13 of the bachelorette and he also was on bachelor in paradise Ig, how you doing today man
1: They probably don't know me is the sad part, but it's it's okay. I've gotten past that. I've gotten through that part. No, things are, things are great, man. It's a, it's a beautiful day. We get to play or we get to watch NFL, which was a touch and go there for a minute. So as long as that's going on, things are, things are okay.
0: I think we're going to do just fine. And, uh, I hand up. I didn't know who you. I don't watch The Bachelorette, so I wasn't totally sure. I did a little digging though, and then I asked some (laughs) of my friends who watched the show, and they said, "Oh yeah, we know that guy. We know that guy." So don't worry, you you made an impact on some people's lives. I think that part's pretty important. But Iggy, the first question that I have have that asshole
1: on your (laughs) show—that was a reaction.
0: (laughs) They didn't say it like that. They didn't say it like that. I promise. But the first question I have for you, man, is how how do you make sure and how do you try to make sure that you are winning daily?
1: To be as present as I possibly can. Um, I think it's so many people, myself included, get so caught up on what happened yesterday or what might happen tomorrow that they forget to focus on all the incredible and amazing things that are happening in front of them right now. And I think if you focus on being as present as you can, whether it's in this conversation, whether it's talking to your mom on the phone, whether it's you know have ordering your coffee, right? That there, there are every every single moment can be an impactful and meaningful moment. If you decide to be present in that moment it's when you get too far away from what's happening right now is when you start to lose focus on stuff um so being being present is important
0: you said you like to stay present you like to be present you want to make sure you're there how do you make sure you are present because it's a lot easier said than done
1: sure um i, I think we'll, we'll touch on it maybe a little bit about sort of like my stance on everything from from social to to sports and just kind of being a, a guy's guy traditionally and what that means but uh, it's a lot of practice, man. I mean, it really is. Um, I and and if I told you that I would do this stuff, you know, a year ago, I would have like laughed at myself. Um, but I take time to, you know, every day when I wake up in the morning, I have a little, I have something written on my um, on my mirror. Like when I get ready, it's 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 a uh, I love and accept myself, and I say that in the mirror, and I look at myself until like I actually believe that the the, the bullshit that's coming out of my mouth, you know. Um, so I do that every day. I write down my intentions every day. And part of my intentions every day are to be more present. And there are always little triggers that I use to try and remind me to do that. So when I'm in a conversation and I, I feel or hear my phone like buzz or go off, for me, it's like a reminder to like not think about the text or the call or the email that just happened. It's my reminder to tune back in. Mm-hmm. And I do that almost every single time I'm talking or meeting with someone where it's so easy for someone to just kind of check their phone and, and, and tune out for a second. For me, it's like it, it's a reminder to tune back in. Um, so that that's one of the big triggers for me is just to every time I feel like I'm engaging with someone, and that's what I what I really mean about being present. When I hear that thing, it's it's my reminder to to kind of let it go and to to actually engage in the conversation.
0: I love that. That's a really great way uh, of doing it. Kind of utilizing the buzz as the the opposite effect, rather than looking at your phone, you actually get to remind. Exactly. So- uh, you're also a very noted uh, Raven, big Ravens fan. So I got to ask, I mean, you beat up on the Washington football team. That's not too difficult. Pretty much everybody but the Eagles can do that this year. But that Chiefs game, man, that
1: uh, didn't look so hot. How do you feel about the team this year? You know, it's um, this was the work, right? I think for every Ravens fan is the the Titans kind of put a bit of a blueprint together in the playoffs last year. Lamar is as dynamic as of a football player as there possibly can be. But so with Michael Vick, right? And they kind of figured that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about his evolution. I mean, look, he's going to hear it for his entire career, but it's about the evolution of him as a passer, right? It's about like, it's about him being able to sit in the pocket and make those, like, throw those dimes like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if he's going to be that elite, right? Like, Patrick Mahomes does the most absurd shit on a football field I've ever seen. He's, like, running to his right, looks, like, looks in the stands and, like, chucks it the other way. Like, it doesn't make any sense with, like, what the guy can do. Um, I think Lamar Jackson can win 10 to 13 games every single year because of how it, it, so long as he's like, if, it, so long as he's Lamar Jackson, right? Like fresh. Mm-hmm. Ex- yeah, exactly. Healthy. Um, it, yes. It's, if he's healthy, Lamar Jackson, it, it's 10 plus every year. Like the Ravens have done such a good job of, I mean, like, Ozzie Newsom and, and Eric DaCosta, like they'll draft, they'll, they'll draft like pros, right? Every single year. So they're going to be in it every year. We were in it with like Joe Flacco, who's, eh, you know, um, so for me, it's, I just, I'm a little worried about when it comes down to crunch time and playoff time, as we've seen, he's just, he hasn't won a playoff game. I get, he's super young. I get that he's done more in his very early career than most notable quarterbacks in like, the history of professional football. However, dude, when the stakes get super high and like the lights are really, really on it, it hasn't always been great. I mean, San Diego in the playoffs last year, same kind of model again, Tennessee Titans, same kind of model. It looks like the Chiefs were kind of using the same kind of model. Um, and, and to be, But to be fair, I mean, dude, he's never had, he's never had a number one wide receiver either. I mean, you can only run the ball so many times. You can only be Lamar Jackson so many times. like dudes also need to get open. Um, so my gut – and this sucks. So I, if, if, if you're asking me like a, like a, like a regular fan, yeah, we're going to fucking win the Super Bowl. Like there's zero question about it. If you're asking me like an educated fan – I think that we get – the Steelers actually kind of scare me, if I'm being honest. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we get to the playoffs either as a, as a really high wild card or we win the North. Um, I just – there are some throws that he misses that he's got to hit if we're going to win that playoff game. Like like Marquise Brown's open on a couple deep routes against Watt. He has to hit. If, we, if he doesn't hit those, we're not going to win a playoff game.
0: Mm-hmm it's it's difficult and and as you said you know the last couple years we've started to see teams and understand what they need to do against Lamar Jackson I, I mean from an offensive standpoint I think it was a really weird game too because they were running the ball well and they got down seven and for all for whatever reason decided they needed to throw the ball so that was very confusing but I think the more worrying part for me as just a unbiased Ravens fan is what happened to that defense you're supposed to have the best defense in the league I know it's Patrick Mahomes don't get me wrong but like there's no reason you should be giving up 40. It should have been 45 points, I think, in that Monday night game. I mean, what happened there? I mean, they showed out a little bit last week, which is nice, but I think that's the more concerning part, personally. From again, from a a a bystander, a a person that views from far away.
1: I think you can you can also I mean, you can also call it they had a bad game. That's possible. That's it's possible they just didn't play well. And it's not. I mean, look, I, I was actually really surprised that the Chiefs only put up like six points and a half against New England yesterday. Like that was the most that was more shocking to me than them putting up thirty against the Ravens or whatever. Like, but dude, you've got I mean, what you've got Hill, you've got Hardman, you've got Patrick Mahomes, you've got Kelsey. Like, I mean, there's only so there's only so much you can do, man. Like, I think the Ravens are probably a top five defense. Um, Earl, the Old Thomas situation's weird, weird, and his personal situation is. Weirder, very weird, like, like, like very weird. And I get it, but that guy, not being that guy, not playing safety for us. that That's tough for us. I, I mean, he's a, he is a defensive leader. And like, I mean, you take a look at, I don't know. I mean, Ed Reed's one of the greatest safeties of all time, but like he's got Reedish qualities. You know what I mean? Like play center field, like is all over the place. Like understands offenses. That's what, but when, when I saw that we released him, I'm like, that's, that's not good for us. That's bad. Like, that's a bad look. Our up front is good enough. Our linebacking core is super young. And, like, the Rangers have this this way about them where they get the most out of players. If you take a look at people who left, like, guys like Bart Scott was good, but he wasn't, like, he wasn't Bart Scott on the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Like, if you take a look at, um, you know, who like, uh, um, who the, was who's the big white uh, defensive end? Paul Kruger. Paul oh, Kruger God. was good on the Ravens. He, obscurity anywhere else, right? Uh-huh. Like. I mean, what we've got? What was his name? Like, like what? Will Fort, who is like a, who got cut by the Steelers, I think, two years. Like, our linebackers are not great, even though that rookie's amazing. Patrick Queen, um, yeah, incredible. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, Queen's ridiculous. But, but again, it's like I think that we find these spot players. But again, when the lights get really, really, like you need those studs, dude. Mm-hmm. You Need those studs. And I think that DBs are incredible, right? You got Humphrey on one side. Um, you got name I forget all of a sudden on the Here other you. side. Mark Peter, yeah, Peter's on the other side. Um, but that, like, deep secondary scares me.
0: It's interesting, Scary man. Me. I think I think the Ravens are going to be great. I think they are going to go at least to the AFC Championship game. I think we're finally going to get Ravens Chiefs. Uh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has had the Ravens number, I think, this is three years in a row where he's pulled out some victories. And the first one was just the crazy, crazy, crazy one where that really long third or fourth time. Tariq Hill, right? right. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Shut, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, that one was crazy. Yeah. You know
1: why I remember that? Suck miserable what a miserable thing to watch Uh,
0: yeah that won me a fantasy football game so I was I was all about it I remember everyone's happy
1: now perfect
0: (laughs) but hey man it happens it happens what are you gonna do and so what like how do you feel about the rest of the AFC I mean obviously the Browns are
1: still the Browns
0: they're still the Browns they've won a couple games but against pretty much nobody the Steelers I'm a Giants fan so I watch them just whip on the Giants a little bit I have nothing to worry about how do you feel about the rest of the AFC and, and how you think it might shake out moving forward
1: um, the Browns are garbage. They're just garbage every year. I don't know yeah. how they're that bad with how talented they are on the outside. And like Baker may feel, is he, is he good? Is he not no. good? I, I don't know. I don't so. You know what I mean? Like, will he be good on another? T- I, I don't know. It's the system. Like do the Browns, are they just really good at being bad? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like that, their thing. Um, the Bengals, like, uh, again, they're the Bengals. Um, that's uh, that young kid at quarterback, man, he is pretty good, mm-hmm. you know? um but but otherwise i i don't think i, I can aj green's what 30 uh, maybe i don't know i i, I can't he's name even, i think yeah, he's even
0: uh, older honestly at this point
1: i don't think i can name another player on that team I, I, nor do i care you know what i mean yeah. um the thing that the thing that i remember about watching um i think that it was giant Steelers game specifically is they look really fast on defense mm-hmm. like they look aggressively fast and if you're gonna stop lamar that's kind of the formula, right? You have to have some dudes on the other side that can run with them. And I think that's the reason it worries me so much. One, Ben Roethlisberger is kryptonite for the Ravens. I don't know what our record is against him, but I can't imagine it's great. Um, I don't care. I don't care if it's like regular season, postseason. That guy just loves beating us in the most painful ways possible. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's back and healthy, which he looks like he is, and that defense is as fast as I think they look, Again, I don't. I, I it's going to be winning the North's going to be tough. It's so they, be they, they scare me.
0: But I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited. And now there is that extra playoff spot too. So in case anybody forgot, over the offseason, oh I forgot about actually, that. Yeah, they added that seven. So there's now there's three wildcard teams. So the Ravens. Mm. I mean, unless they just free fall, the AFC is really not too difficult this year. I mean, obviously the Texans went from being decent to now. What
1: happened to those guys?
0: terrible bill o'brien lost his job yeah he's out yeah it is it is what it is man i'm not really all that worried about it uh i'm on the nfc side i'm glad that you're a we fan too an hour fan i always like those people a little bit more because i take as much uh emotion (laughs) yeah man like (laughs) i i take ownership because if they lose that ruins my whole day you know it ruins most of my week i mean it hasn't recently because i know the giants are going to be terrible but i appreciate that And, and you know we were talking a little bit before when we were off camera um and in case anybody can see, there is a Packers helmet above you. You being a Ravens fan, I know you told me before, but I'm kind of curious where where does the Packers helmet come in all this? And at least where, why not at least have a Ravens helmet there as well?
1: Um, one of my very close friends and, and business partner is uh, Mercedes Lewis, uh, who is the current tight end for the Pack. I think he's on his like, 15th year. It's incredible. Dude's unbelievable. He's also like... I, I don't know how many people who listen to this or have been like on field at a game or like have actually seen these guys up close. The guy's a different species. 6'7, 265, like just made of granite. It's it's unbelievable to see these guys up close. Um, but um I, I love the guy. I'm so proud of him. And I, I only mentioned season 15 because like there were talks of retiring, or maybe he gets maybe he doesn't get picked up again by the Packers. He is obviously an older guy, but Things worked out, and he works his—he uh, worked his ass off, dude. So it's—I'm uh, just—I'm really happy. and proud of my guy. So I—I I, rep—I rep it where I can.
0: I respect the hell out of that. And what is what is the uh, the business that you guys are partnered in? How um, what are you guys doing together?
1: Uh, yeah. So I mean, part of his recovery—it's um—he takes his body and the things that he puts in it so seriously. Um, so him and his uh, a business partner created a—we'll um, call it a uh, kind of a new age sports drink called Tumi T U M E. Uh, it's turmeric infused water. So it's our take on a healthier, more natural, better for you alternative to the traditional Gatorades, Powerades, um, Body Armors, right? All these, all, all these drinks have they kind of tout these nutritional values, mm-hmm. but in reality are just filled with horrendous things for you. I mean, Gatorade, whether whether they'll tell you or not, um, they actually have um, in a small capacity the same ingredient that's in um, fire or fire retardants. So like. It, and it's for it's to keep the food coloring so like to keep it like, wow. to change the colors yeah so the things are like that are like they're using to put out a fire are also chemicals you're putting in your body when you drink gatorade um and then like there are a number of these like horror stories i'm sure you've seen like you know any number of these netflix specials that'll tell you what's actually in like, in like you know the, like the chicken you eat or like mm-hmm. you know that that twinkie or, or whatever it, it may be but uh for mercedes is just again his body is so important it's like i think for most people and most athletes whether you're in high school and college it's like okay gatorade is it Um, and you don't, and you, you trust your trainers enough. Like you don't, I don't have a nutritionist. You know what I mean? Like Mercedes, those guys do, but like we don't. Um, so for us, it's like, okay, I'm just going to trust what my trainer or what my high school coach doesn't know shit either. Mm -hmm. They're telling me to put my body. And I, there's, there's a better alternative, not just for the athletes, but for anyone who's trying to live a a bit of a healthier lifestyle and kind of cut out some of that crap. So we're, we're, we're proud of it too. We're happy with it.
0: That is good. I only drink Gatorade when I'm hungover, so not too much fire retardant getting in my body. thankfully.
1: I'll tell you what. I, I we'll send you a, <laughs> we'll send you a case of to me. We'll uh we'll, we'll we'll light you up a little bit.
0: Appreciate that, man. You're the best. Yeah, like, I appreciate it. Again, we're speaking with Iggy Rodriguez. Uh, I do want to get to the business side a little bit more too. Is that what we do every time? If I this say one, name, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Iggy Rodriguez. Let's get it. Um,
1: so, I'm no, actually, so I'm actually I'm Cuban and Mexican, but people think I'm a okay. like, Hawaiian or a islander, and so I just I've owned it for it. I could see it. I could see it. it. I easy. mean,
0: not that I'm, you know, a great call on any of that stuff, but I could see the <laughs> Islander part and that's kind of fun. I mean, roll with it. There worst comes the worst. You can go they, hang out in Hawaii and, you know, enjoy it.
1: Th- those are my people, man. It's weird. I love it. I'm, okay. I'm so- going to get the full rock tattoo at one point. <laughs>
0: oh that's good shit man um so going sticking on the business side a little bit so you're you're an LA kid right you got a job with the Dodgers which I think is incredible after the I mean that must have been awesome but after the Dodgers you actually went and worked for the Detroit Pistons a little bit and knowing this is a very big basketball channel like what was your time working with the Pistons and how much did that open up your mind to really all the incredible things that the NBA is able to do especially from like a progressive standpoint always being kind of the league that's ahead of everybody else, whereas we see the NFL usually lags behind. The MLB is still back in like the 1800s. How cool was it? And what did that really open up your mind to uh, on the NBA and that side?
1: I think that, so So to give people some perspective, I think that most people think, think that, that all leagues are created equal. The governing bodies of every league are incredibly different. So MLB has this thing called MLB Advanced Media. So to your point, mm. like they're so... It, it's so difficult to be progressive when you have a governing body making sure that essentially you are not progressive or that you're mm-hmm. playing within within a very strict set of rules. Um, the NFL is the NFL. You can't use like they protect that logo. Uh, it's like Fort Knox, right? It's like you're no one's touching that thing. and if you are, you're gonna spend a whole lot of money doing it. Um, and because the ratings and the numbers are so big and the media is so, you know is so prevalent in the NFL and everything they do, it's really hard for them to kind of get away with being creative as well. So those two leagues, one one is just like I'm old and we do it in yeah. old way. The other one is just I'm really protective of what of what the league and the, the like the shield stands for. The NBA I think most NBA teams can act with a, with a, with a little bit of autonomy. So it's like if you're going to be creative around a marketing approach or you're going to be creative around a campaign or, or, or around a social initiative like they can kind of do it. And I think the NBA does that because it is I think for me it's it's probably in, in order to stay competitive with, with the NFL, right, you're going to have to take some shots. Like, you're going to have to be progressive. Uh, MLB views have been declining for years and years and years. It's the same shit over and over again, and we get it. The NBA is like, okay, I'm willing to take some risks. I'm willing to be a little creative, and I'm willing to kind of do some fun stuff. I think what, it was the Pistons even that was like, they put out a tweet or a message. It was like, Jay Cole It was like, come out for a tryout kind of thing. Like, you're not going to see – you're not, not going to see – like, and that was like halfway real. Right? You kind of mm-hmm. bought it. Like. You're not going to see a major league baseball team do that with like, you know, OBJ or something like that. It's not going to happen. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it, it was really fun. And, uh, I think working in Detroit was dude, they love their, they love their team. There's not, okay. Coming from LA, I'm out of Detroit now. I don't know if I'll ever go back. There's not uh-huh. a lot else to love in Detroit. You know what I mean? Um, but they, they love their team. I, that, that's the, that was my one big takeaway was that when I was there, it was like 2010, I think it's been a little while, but, dude, they love their team, like die hard, live and die. They love the palace. You know what I mean? Like they loved it. Um, and in LA, you don't really get that. I like, like the Lakers are maybe comparable, but Lakers win, Lakers lose. Nah. Yeah. We're good. You know, we live in LA. It's fine. They, like, It was, it was everything. And that part was really cool to be in a community, especially growing up in LA. You just don't really see that. Like being in a community where people live and die, they love it so much. Like you, you were like, even like wearing a badge, like working for it, you kind of felt like a little bit of like a celebrity. Like people were like, oh my God, you work for this team. It was, uh, it, it was cool. I I enjoyed my experience a lot.
0: That is awesome, man. And yeah, I think it is really important for people to understand how, how much more progressive, not just from a social uh, standpoint, the NBA is, but just from like a, an enjoyment standpoint, right? Like the MLB, yeah, they're stuck in the 1800s. They're not going anywhere. As you said, the NFL is just so, so, so protective of everything. I mean, at, at one point, a couple of years ago, the NFL wouldn't let, the teams in the NFL tweet out images and videos from the games that they were competing. in. it's just like, yeah, right. About this for a second, guys, like what the hell are we doing? We're trying to grow the game, but that I think finally mm-hmm. is over. But with, with that, I mean, you, you, you've obviously had a couple other businesses, you've done some other things and now you're actually the head of global partnerships for Thera body, formerly Thera gun. I think it's, you know, probably a correct. Gunman, yeah. Right? yeah your correct. Guys point. How, how, how much fun do you have just being able to kind of spread wellness, spread happiness and, and make people feel better? As I told you, I have a gun. It's a little bit older than the one you showed me before, but like how th- they're so great. And I wish more people had them because they're so, so fantastic. I mean, how cool is it to be on that side and understand and know that you're truly helping people from a standpoint that really, you know, only like 10, 15 years ago, people didn't even really think about this aspect of the body.
1: You know, it's, it's interesting. It's not just because, you know, they, they pay me every two weeks. Um, but, uh, it's, it's fun, man. Um, I I've always been, you know, I played football in college, played rugby for a little bit for team USA, you know, like I was an athlete and, and for me, health and fitness has always, it's always been a part of my life and I've always been, you know, historically my career has been sports entertainment. And this is a really cool combination of those two things for me where I get to work with almost every major sports team. So we're the official partner of the Rams. Um, and we got to do education and provide a bunch of this cool co-branded content. Like, It's so much fun seeing these athletes you see on TV actually holding and using mm-hmm. a thing that you live and breathe every day. And for me, it's like, th- there's such a there's such a validation of the things that I'm doing where it's like, yes, could I be like, if I'm, it's, 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 it's almost similar to working for a team where it's like, if you're selling tickets, that person that seat it, it it may be their only game that may be the highlight of their year mm-hmm. right when i see people using these devices and when i see them feeling better whether they're sore whether it's like whether it's my mom who goes for a walk once a week and that's her workout or like my sister who has you know two twin boys and has to lug these fat kids around all day and like at the end of the day it's like her back hurts and her feet hurt and that's her only moment of like of peace it's it's just it's so cool to see the different applications and the people i get to work with are awesome you know from huge brands um, to individual ambassadors and influencers. If you haven't seen DeAndre Hopkins as an in, mm-hmm. and advisor ambassador, yep. so is Amanda Sharapova. Um, you know, we've got some amazing announcements coming up and the space is getting, I think the space is becoming more ubiquitous. It's like everybody knows that these things exist, people are excited about them and we're seeing a ton of different applications from LeBron James using it at home to again, my mom using it at home to working with, you know, I mean, even even, even as far or as like maybe inconspicuous as working with a, you know, a mental health app or a, a meditation app uh, and creating opportunities for people to use this on themselves before. And we'll talk about the, the mental health aspect mm-hmm. a little bit, but, you know, getting in, a, in, in, a, in sort of a more meditative state and it's beyond just, hey, my leg hurts. I'm going to do this thing for a few minutes to make me feel better. But it's, I sat at my desk all day and my neck hurts, or I had a stressful day, or I wanna get to sleep easier, or I wanna wake up better, or I wanna make sure that I'm ready to play with my kids tomorrow. And I know it sounds cheeky, but like the applications are, are endless. And it's really cool to see as many people adopting this thing as I've seen in the last few years.
0: And I think the important part is you're not just saying this, right? The first question I asked you is how do you win daily, and you said, you know, you read. However, as hokey as you think it is, I do the exact same thing. I literally have sticky notes at my desk every day that tell me, yeah. you know, what I have to remember to do in terms of, you know, from a from a mental and from a um, a, a spiritual, I guess we'll say, standpoint, and understanding that with this type of product, it can really help you, you know, just be better. Whether it is your mom who takes her one walk, you know, a week it. It she kills them. the walk, though. She kills the walk. <laughs> hey, I'm sure she crushes it. Hopefully, what, mile, mile and a half? Good for her, man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah really she say, kills but. it. Um, but no, it's it's just one of those things where it's, it's nice to see that, you know, not only do you get to help other people do this, but you obviously do it for yourself. And, and you truly believe it. It's not just something, as you said, they pay you twice a week, which is very nice. But at the same time, it's really understanding, you know, how to apply this for just about everybody because people can utilize this type of product and in, in so many different ways and really get them to where they need to be. You know, if you're less stress, less pain, you know, all of those things are very, very important. And people kind of forget, like I stretch every day because everybody yeah. should stretch every day, especially if you're sitting in front of a computer screen. Like it's, it's, it's right. it's so easy when you think about it. And something like a Theragun is very helpful with that. So I think it's awesome. And the fact that you get to work with all these teams and these players, that probably makes your job a little bit more enjoyable too.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: That's really awesome, man. And so, yeah. as you said, you know, the, the mental aspect kind of moving into that. So you were on The Bachelor. I just want to make sure I have the season correct. 13. You're also on season four of The Bachelor in Paradise. Now, I don't know how much you want to talk about that, but I know and I, at least I'm assuming as you were talking to me before, you gain a little bit of social clout for that. You gain a couple more followers. And as you said, sometimes you can post up a picture. Some people like it. A lot of people don't. The Internet's filled, filled with hate for some reason. I don't know why everyone's so angry. I know you have a very important way of looking at social media and understanding what good and what bad can come from it. So I'd love for you to use this platform and, and tell some people what you're working on now.
1: Yeah, man. Um, God, it's, it's been a gnarly, you know, eight months or so for me just on, on, the, on a personal side and, and it's something bad. I mean, for me, it's like, I, I wear it like a badge of honor now. And I'm so proud to talk about um, the things that I've gone through and, um, it, and to, to kind of, again, to, to parallel what we're talking about and kind of how it relates even to the sports world, it's, these guys and girls, you know, anyone who are, anyone who has a social presence is now in line for as much scrutiny as they can take mm-hmm. from everyone, right? And it's usually people who have, like, you know, it's like their dog or like a flower who's their photo, right? Because like they don't show themselves, but you know, regardless of what they look like, any any comment that is meant to be hurtful still hurts. Um, and I think that as a result of the show, what I found myself doing is trying to do anything I could to continue to validate this image I've created. And every single post, every single photo, every single interaction that validated that thing that I wanted to show people or that, that sort of that, that shield that, that I protected the actual person who I am with, it, it started to become more and more important to me, almost to the point where, and, and very candidly, it was, it was almost difficult for me and still is to, to have like a real relationship. Because as much as I would want to be with this person and care for this person, we talk about being present. I was so distant emotionally from them. As much as they loved me and wanted to spend time with me, it was more important for me to be more emotionally available and, and more conscious of the interaction I was having with my social audience than it was with the person I was having dinner with. And, it, you know, when my ex and I split and it was it was, you know, her breaking up with me, rightfully so, that was that was really the biggest component was like, hey, you it's more important for you to be talking engaging with these people who you may or may not know, seeking validation through this social media platform that you have, than nurturing our relationship. And that to me was like, was the biggest wake-up call. Um, she, by the way, she's a Chiefs fan, which is rough. Oh, uh, yeah, but sorry, it's okay. I, I, I still love her. still have love for her. She's beautiful. <laughs> well, you know, she, she gives me shit all the time. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, that was like the biggest wake-up call. It was like, if I'm going to be the person I'd like to be, and if I'm going to start building real relationships, and this goes for women and men, I'm going to have to start leading with who I actually am, and being more honest and open with the things that I actually feel, I actually think, and instead of the things that I think people want me to, to want me to say, or, or the way that they see me on social is the way that they'd like me to be. And invariably, you can only be that person for so long, and you have to eventually. You're going to end up being the person you actually are. And they're going to be really confused by that person because they've only known this one thing you've been creating for yourself. It's exhausting. So for me, again, the last six months have been finding the the strength in myself to be at to number one to be able to be alone and not have those posts and, and those comments and that engagement be the thing that drives me. Um, but also to, to to lead with honesty with my friends, with my family, with with anyone that I'm you know going on a date with or talking to. Um, leading with honesty has been super important. And then. The, the last one for me has been you know we, we, in, in therapy called storytelling so you know getting in a scenario and thinking whether or not that scenario I you know leads to somewhere or affects something like does that person like what I said what does that mean am I going to be invited back am I going to go to this you should I go to this party all, all these things right it's like the more you think about the things that might happen the more difficult it is to like relax and just be yourself in, in an environment so it's been uh, it's been a really interesting last again six eight months or so and and figuring out how to remove myself and how to be more comfortable in my own skin and not worry about the things that other people think. And I, I'll, relate it, I'll relate it like this. My therapist name is Rob Mack, and he's the man. He's amazing. Um, we were first talking, and um, he asked me what my favorite candy was, and I'm like Reese's Pieces, nice. for sure. Love Reese's Pieces. And he goes, OK. The social validation, right? The the the, the thing, and, and it, for me, it was social validation. For other people, it could be drinking, it could be yeah, it could be, it could be whatever, right? Whatever that vice is for you to kind of like distract you from what you're feeling. Um, he goes, all right, think about eating one Reese's Pieces. It's great, you love it, you feel fantastic, feels yep, it's awesome. Now, imagine if that Reese's Pieces, that candy, was the equivalent to one piece of social validation, right? One piece of that thing that you need. Imagine eating an entire bag of Reese's Pieces. Or two bags, or three bags, you get sick, right? Like it's not good for you. And even though, even though in the moment that one piece of candy feels good, eating three bags over time makes you feel awful. And what you don't get is the nourishment of a regular meal, right? You still need that that love that you need for yourself, even though you're trying to do it eating all this candy. And it's a really simple and and like straightforward Mm -hmm. analogy, but that like that resonated with me so quickly. Where it was like I'm making myself unwell by seeking these things when what I really need is to work on my own shit, and and that's what I've been trying to do the last six months.
0: That's awesome, man, and thank you for sharing that because I think it is very important that you know people hear that because I I, uh, I hate social media. I think it's uh, <laughs> really it really does cause more harm than good. It does cause a lot of good, but I think it causes more harm than good, unfortunately. And as you said, it's that social validation. Mm-hmm. It's those likes. It's those comments. Now. I don't have 20, whatever thousand, 30,000 followers like you do. So I could literally only imagine what that's like. But at the same time, it's understanding, as you said, it's when you start thinking forward and the storytelling aspect, as you were talking about, most of the time that leads down a negative path. Very rarely do you think like, oh, and then this is going to happen and this is going to happen and all these things are great. It's always like, oh, I'm I'm not going to get invited to that party. What if they thought what I said was stupid? And it's really unfortunate because... Most people are positive people. Most people want to help. Most people want to do good, just for whatever reason. When we get on the internet, we're all assholes. So it's a it's a very weird social dichotomy that you know it is very frustrating. But I you really do appreciate you you sharing that with us. I think it's important and understanding that a lot of good can come from it. But understanding, stay present. You know, be in the moment. As you said, I, again, I'm going to try and use that trick with the uh, the vibrating cell phone moving forward. So I'll let you uh, I'll let you know how that goes, man.
1: Cool, man. No, it's, 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 again, it's, it's nice to share that. I think um, especially it, it resonates so much with me. And like, I, I enjoy talking about it so much because like, I, you know, we'll call it quote unquote classically, like a guy's guy, right? It's like, mm-hmm. if there's a, if there's like a problem, I'll, I'll just try and power through it. And it's been great in like the work setting and it's been great in the, you know, an athletic setting, but you can't power through emotional like issues. You just can't. Like you actually have to do the work to get, you know, to get better at those things and to, to find ways to to everything from being present to be more to be more open to be more honest and all this stuff. It's like there's just there's a lot of work that goes involved. And I think most guys 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 have a hard time even having this conversation or admitting they need the help. Um, so you know my hope is that if if me who again you know I told you this before like I didn't think if I would have told myself I'd be doing this work a year ago I'd you know, I say you're an idiot you're an asshole like you know what I mean like what are you gonna meditate every day you're dumb yeah you know, like just like it's not a thing um but you know if a guy's guy can do it then i mm-hmm. mean i mean truly it's like it's it's, it's anybody can't it just take just takes a little work
0: yep i meditate every single day as well so i'm glad uh there save, is. same vibes man save wavelength um so man this has been an absolutely great conversation again sincerely appreciate you bringing that up and everything else obviously what you're doing with theragun i think is awesome what you're doing with mercedes lewis but you are an la guy we do have the la lakers in the championship i mean they can't sweep him anymore but how do you feel about the game that's coming up tonight? They didn't look so hot this past game. Jimmy Butler did his thing. Are you starting to, starting to get a little worried?
1: Not, I mean, not for a moment. Jimmy Butler, what, he dropped, what, 800 points? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Jimmy Butler had 40-plus points or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and, you know, this massive triple-double. I mean, like, it's uh, that that Heat team is young. There, there's a level of inexperience. Not to say the Lakers team is, is, is super old, but when you've got a guy like LeBron who's won, what would this be his fourth? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he's won three championships. The guy knows how to win. I think even even now, if they needed it, LeBron could put him on his back and win the rest of the series. Plus, you've got that guy in the middle. What's his name? Oh wait, like Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Are you fucking kidding me? Like good. good if they're if they're both having a good game, and I think you've seen it throughout the entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like if they're both playing well, it, it's it's a wrap. So it is going to have to. It would be a colossal. I mean we're talking Atlanta Falcons level bust if they don't win the NBA championship. I w- I would be I would be hard-pressed to believe that they're not going to win maybe Miami in one more game, maybe, but that's it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to probably agree with you there, especially with Miami having a couple injuries, but yeah, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, we've kind of seen what this story it's is too like. Tough, man. We kind of know how it's going to end, but Iggy, this tough. has been absolutely fantastic. Where can everybody find you on the internet?
1: um so my instagram is at iggy underscore rodriguez um that's usually all that all i use so you're nice more than either. happy to shoot me a note or follow or dm or call me an asshole I, it doesn't it hurt me nearly as much it's okay you can make money of me on the internet it's
0: fine growing man you're growing right. I appreciate right. that again iggy rodriguez head of global partnerships at therabody formerly with the dodgers the pitch and the pistons formerly on the bachelorette good for you man appreciate your time today Iggy. thank you so much man
1: thanks brother appreciate it man thanks